So Dramatic acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and future, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and cultures. <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. Morning. you, how dare you? Why can't I see that? Yes, we've never had a real life diva. Don't give a warning. Sis, who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you should refresh the call. Warning. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, let, let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Pacetto. What up, Drama Army? Welcome to So Dramatic. Oh my god, what a week of Married at First Sight. I feel like I say that every week, but this week was exceptionally dramatic. So to recap quickly, we met the parents. We had Jessica running out of the experiment. We saw Mitch learn what the definition of being on reality TV is, which is filming, filming contestants doing normal shit. We watched the most staged cheating scandal to ever hit our screens between two contestants, Carolina and Daniel, who literally have one brain cell, possibly even half a brain cell between them. For the record, everyone, going to the gym is not a personality trait, FYI. We also saw some Grand Theft Auto on Married at First Sight this week. Daniel stole six nights worth of U-foods and packed them all in his suitcase only to develop salmonella. Seriously, that whole thing was so embarrassing. Carolina's 60,000 bought followers literally had more embarrassment than when they saw her walking around Bondi with fabulous Rich Dion. Then at the dinner party, we were treated to two entertainers we had Celine Dion and Al as backup dancer. So we have a lot to unpack today. Let's get straight into it. Coming up today, intruder Jessica Saraceno spotted out with a former Married at First Sight star slash misogynist. Speaking of misogynist, turns out that Carolina Santos actually knew Michael Goonan before filming the show. Last week, we revealed Daniel Holmes' anti-vax tirade, but he's not the only contestant who is an anti-vaxxer. Find out who else is joining him. More details about the experts' involvement in the dinner parties. One groom used to date a Miss Universe Australia contestant. The truth about Carolina's son. Where is he and how much involvement in his life does she have? Plus, details about her past relationship and you will not believe who her ex-boyfriend looks like seriously one groom was caught out sending dick pics during his honeymoon another bride used to work as a topless waitress more clues that ella and mitch do survive the experiment and i've got more details about their relationship and what was really going on behind closed doors with them and in so scandalous today we are unpacking the married at first sight retreat that happens this week i will be revealing all of the drama that goes down including the infamous glassing incident as well as one groom jumping into a swamp (laughs) one guess who that is plus lots more so much drama so little time let's get into the show but you're like the last person we can tell things to you want to know something i have some dirt so juicy Let's start, as always, with our Married at First Sight sightings of the week. XOXO Gossip Girl spotted Jessica Saraceno hanging out with Married at First Sight season four contestant Nick Furphy. So how this all started was underneath one of Jess's pre-Married at First Sight selfies, Bachelorette Pest Jamie Doran left a comment saying this. 
I'm waiting for Nick Furphy to start leaving some fire emojis. Won't be long. Nick then entered the chat and right on cue, left some fire emojis. (laughs) Then a few days later, it looks like the fire emojis had ignited into a full-blown love affair because Nick posted a video with Jessica in St Kilda last weekend. God, it doesn't take him long to attach himself to the latest Married at First Sight contestant, does it? He's literally like... A married at first sight flee. Someone call the pest control now. Look, at least he's upgraded this year. Jessica is way better than Bryce. XOXO. Speaking of married at first sight pests, spotted season seven math star Michael Goonan liking intruder Carolina Santos's thirst traps all the way back to November 2020. <laughs> These ones are straight out of the archives. So did these two know each other like pre-married at first sight or has Michael been stalking her and going on a bit of a liking spree recently? I needed to know how these two know each other. So I went straight to the source. I went to Michael Goonan. Yes. I slid into Michael Goonan's DMs. Don't tell anyone. I'm so embarrassed about it. This is what he said. It's honestly far too dramatic for the podcast. I said, let me guess. You met her out on a drunken night out or something like that. And he said, no, it's actually not that interesting. She was my skydiving instructor when we went out in Brizzy. I had no idea she was going on Married at First Sight. (laughs) Look, I don't know if Michael's being sarcastic or maybe Carolina has a double life as a skydiving instructor, but I'm going to leave this case open. Michael is not exactly a reliable source. XOXO. Spotted Ella Ding leaving even more hints on Instagram that she does make it to the end of the experiment with Mitch Ennard. So last week, some very eagle-eyed So Dramatic spies noticed that Ella had posted photos in January after the experiment at a waterfall near where Mitch lives on the Gold Coast. Not only that, but Mitch had also posted photos in Melbourne taken right near where Ella lives, around the same time as well, I might add. This week, So Dramatic Spies noticed even more clues. So on the 9th of January, just a few days after she posted the waterfall pics, Ella posted a selfie and a friend commented underneath it, Gorge Dolls, to which Ella replied, That Gold Coast glow, wink emoji very, very telling. XOXO. Last week, we dug up intruder Daniel Holmes' anti-vax tirade, which he made pre-filming of Married at First Sight. During that rant, he said stuff like, they're going to have to tie me down before I get vaccinated, before throwing his beliefs straight out the window just days later when he agreed to be vaccinated for COVID-19 in order to film Married at First Sight. As we know, the production company behind Married at First Sight, Endemol Shine Australia, they actually have an onset mandate and they require that all cast and crew are fully vaccinated during filming. So it is very funny that he suddenly decided that he was pro-vax. However, he wasn't the only contestant that was forced to trade their beliefs in for a chance to appear on Married at First Sight. A source tells So Dramatic that bride Tamara Dodorovich is also a staunch anti-vaxxer. Dog Park Bill honestly has some serious competition. The source said, Tamara is also a staunch anti-vaxxer before they purged her Instagram before Married at First Sight began. I wasn't collecting screenshots, so I have no proof, but one of my mates works with her. She also used to have a bikini photo as her professional work email icon pic. So we had a look through her Instagram at the time. Oh my God, a thirst trap as your work email profile icon pick. I mean, I get it. 
when I take a photo that I like, I also make it my display picture for everything. I also save it as my wallpaper on my computer. I also make it my homepage background. I send a copy to my colleagues via email. I print it off into flyers and mail it to all of my exes. When you get a good photo, guys, you've got to make the most of it. You've got to milk it. XLXL. Now let's get into the juice. So last episode, we reopened a long-standing mystery about whether or not the experts actually attend the dinner parties in real life. This all came after Beck Zemek told us during an Aftermaths episode that the experts do not attend the dinner parties. However, then last week, a current contestant claimed that they do. This week, after the last episode dropped, I had another production insider get in touch to clear things up. It seems like everyone wants to give their two cents on this. They told So Dramatic, the experts have always been present at every dinner party, including Beck's season. They were always there in the next room and they were there for the entirety of every dinner party. The contestants film their piece to camera interviews in the experts' watching room when they are on a break. Therefore, they assume that they're not there as they don't get to see them. But the experts watch everything there in real time. They cut to different cameras and they see it all raw. Well, thank you for clearing that up, Insider. Case officially closed. Oh my God, oh my God. He used to date Love Island's Eden Mackey, but turns out she's not the only famous girlfriend Mitch Ennard has had. A source tells so dramatic that he also used to date model and Miss Universe Australia finalist Caitlin Henry. Looks like Mitch has got a type, famous and beautiful. We will put some photos up of Caitlin at SoDramaticOnline.com if you want to have a little bit of a stalk. Oh my God, oh my God. During her wedding to Dion Giannarelli, Brazilian-born Carolina Santos revealed that she fell pregnant to her high school boyfriend at just 15 years old. She then explained that her family helped to raise her son and she moved from Brazil to London where she taught herself English before moving to Sydney. Many viewers were then left wondering where her son was and if she left him overseas in Brazil with her family or if he came to Sydney with her. A source tells So Dramatic about the situation. They said she left Bruno in Brazil to move to London to work to make some money working in a cafe and she taught herself English. She met a guy in London and then eventually moved to Australia with him and took her son with them. Her son's father stayed in Brazil. He never moved to London or to Australia. Her son only sees him once a year. They then said her son now goes to school in Sydney and lives with her part-time. For the rest of the time, he lives with her ex-boyfriend who basically raised him from when he was a baby and was like a father figure to him. This is the ex-boyfriend she was with long-term until she found out he was cheating on her. She went through all of his credit card details and found out that he was regularly going to a mature-aged brothel. They broke up after that, but he still looks after her son part-time. They then added, actually, her son goes to the same school as Al's little sister. So Al's little sister goes to school with Carolina's son. What the hell? Seriously, the world of reality TV incest is crazy. What are the odds? I also find it so bizarre that Carolina went on about like cheating and she's broken up with her partner because he cheated on her, but now she's doing the exact same thing on the show to Dion. God. Now, the most bizarre thing about this entire story is that after Carolina saying that she wasn't physically attracted to Dion on the show, 
It turns out that her ex actually looks like a blonde-haired version of Dion. Seriously, they look like they could be related. They look super, super similar. Similar face, similar hair, similar features, and definitely similar wardrobe. I'm going to put the photos of her ex up at SoDramaticOnline.com for you guys to have a look for yourselves. These photos were from her Instagram, but they have since been deleted. And I think it's because she knew people were going to say, hey... He literally looks like Dion's clone. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, while she used to work in a cafe and she's now got her own designer handbag rental business, multiple sources tell So Dramatic that in the interim, Carolina used to work as a topless waitress in Sydney. Literally about seven people wrote in telling me this. And two of the sources actually included two of my friends who also used to work as topless waitresses with Carolina. Source one said... Carolina used to work as a topless waitress in Sydney. Not sure if she still does, but someone close to me used to work with her. She got a lot of money from waitressing and used it to launch her designer handbag rental business. Savvy woman. She was still working as a waitress up until filming of maths. She has been doing it for over four years now. She would do bachelor parties and things like that, and she was famous for giving private lap dances. Source 2 says, yes, Carolina works in the adult industry. It is not a secret at all. Source 3 said, hey, Megan, love your podcast. You are doing God's work. My friend told me that Carolina was a topless waitress for one of his friend's bachelor parties. This was about four years ago. She then started her handbag business after that. Don't get me wrong. Love the hustle and no judgment here. Same girl, same. But I love how they failed to not mention this on the show. Now, I then replied to this source and said, pics or it didn't happen. They replied, let me ask my friend. They did tell me that she refused to take photos with anyone. They have a strict no phone policy. Not surprised because she did give my friend a private lap dance, monkey covering its eyes emoji. Now this person gets an A plus this semester because they provided the proof, the evidence. They eventually gave photos of Carolina's waitressing profile that they had booked her for the party on. It's nothing scandalous. It's just like really, really sexy bikini and lingerie shots, which we've put up on SoDramaticOnline.com if you want to see for yourself. She looks amazing in the photos. And if I looked that good in a bikini, I would probably be doing topless waitressing as well. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, let's move on to Carolina's new husband, Daniel Holmes, who literally could get a job at Jim's Mowing with the amount of grass that he cuts. No surprises here, really, but a source confirmed that he was definitely not on Married at First Sight for love. They told So Dramatic... So Daniel used to sleep with two of my friends. He's definitely not in this for love. He's definitely here for a blue tick. He slept with these friends not long after each other. He gets around. P.S. They have him down as 30, but I swear, I always remember him being younger than me and I'm 30 this year. Well, 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 another reality star potentially lying about their age and not being here for the right reason. Seriously, if I had a dollar... For every single time I've heard that, I would be richer than Jeff Bezos. Now, just a little tidbit about Daniel that came in this week. One person wrote, can't say I'm surprised by his behavior on Married at First Sight. Daniel was sending his ex here on the Gold Coast dick pics whilst on his honeymoon with Jessica. He's known as a trash bag player here. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Another tidbit that came in this week was about Dion. Oh, 
so funny. They wrote, hi, Megan. I don't know if this is news or even interesting, but I knew Dion in high school. <laughs> he dated my friend in year 10 and used to drive a luxury car. And I remember that he gave her a real Von Dutch hat and we were all legit so impressed. <laughs> oh my God. I would have been impressed if someone gave me a real Von Dutch hat in year 10 as well. Just saying. Oh my God. Oh my God. Last week, I dished even more details about the love square slash partner swap slash swinger situation that is unfolding right in front of our eyes in real life between Tamara, Mitch, Ella and Brent. With sources telling So Dramatic that Tamara and Mitch are now dating in real life. Now, I had some more intel come in following the episode about this little rendezvous. The source who works with Mitch revealed that the couple was still being stalked by paparazzi. They said, The small, old, creepy paparazzi man is still following us to lunches over the past couple of weeks. Yesterday, he tried to be disguised and he had a dog on a leash. This is the same guy who brought the flowers and left them downstairs for Tamara and said that it was Mitch and then took a photo of her. <laughs> He's ridiculous. Another source revealed, hey girl, don't know if you've already been told this regarding Married at First Sight, but apparently Ella and Brent are now together and so are Mitch and Tamara. I then asked how they know this and they said that they know someone on the show. They then said, a whole group of friends were out with Mitch and Tamara on the Gold Coast last weekend and they are definitely banging. Mitch is apparently not wanting a relationship, but they are definitely together. Ay, 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 seriously, cannot get my head around this. It is so mind-blowing. Block your ears if you're listening, Ella. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Speaking of Ella and Mitch, a.k.a. Ella and baby Bryce, let's talk about their relationship, which hit some turbulence big time this week. I've got a little bit more insider intel about what the fuck was going on behind closed doors that may explain why Mitch was being so closed off and cold to Ella last week. Contestant one said, Ella and Mitch don't have a full-on perfect love story. Things get rocky AF between them around the halfway point. Ella is a super open person, whereas Mitch is super closed off, reserved and private. He didn't want to be in the experiment and he didn't want Ella to discuss any of their private details with anyone, not even the other contestants. So Ella wouldn't speak up or even talk honestly about their relationship because she was protecting Mitch's privacy. But when she was forced to, shit would literally hit the fan. A lot of us would call Ella out for not saying what was really going on between them because we felt that she wasn't being herself and was holding herself back to protect Mitch and his behavior. It is a borderline abusive relationship at times. We could tell that she was struggling to balance the wishes of her partner with being herself and being able to talk open and honestly yikes contestant two said at the hens ella was herself she was loud bubbly excited she had strong independent woman vibes but then all of that got dimmed down when she met mitch he wouldn't let her speak about him or their relationship at all it was like he was silencing her if she spoke about her feelings, he would say he was going to leave. Threatening to leave your partner, isolating your partner from friends and family, silencing them. This is all tactics that is literally textbook coercive control. Look it up if you're not sure exactly what it is, but he's literally doing this to a T. He's literally Bryce 
with a slightly better wardrobe. The source then continued halfway through when she starts speaking up about how she feels because essentially the other contestants and experts forced it out of her. That is when things start to get rocky with her and Mitch. She has to open up about their relationship in front of everyone and he's a very private person and he doesn't like it. The whole time, Ella was being pulled in two different directions. She had pressure from cast members and experts to open up and speak about the relationship, their problems, their intimacy, etc., etc. And then Mitch, who told her to basically shut her mouth. A lot of their relationship was established in private, away from the cameras, and the executive producers did not like that. They wanted them to air everything, and that's why Mitch was blowing up because he didn't want to. It got so bad that producers then had to separate Ella and Mitch whenever the cameras weren't rolling so they didn't miss anything because their entire relationship was developed off camera. For example, if they had a fight, they would separate them after so they couldn't resolve it until the cameras were around. Well, let's just hope that the producers managed to catch some of this drama on camera because I am living for Mitch's diva antics and his outbursts whenever the cameras are rolling. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus back on the case again this week, guys. Today, we are unpacking all of the drama that goes down this week at the Married at First Sight retreat. And boy, oh boy, is there a lot. According to my sources, and of course, we've all seen the promos, the retreat is hectic AF, and that is where most of the drama this season either goes down or stems from. Now, I have had a lot of complaints recently about spoilers and people not being able to listen to the podcast because apparently... I spoil too much. So I'm not going to go into too much detail about all of the incidents, but I will give you guys a few little teasers and a few little bits of insight into each of the events. So on Monday night, we will have the boys and the girls night. And let's start with the boys night because the boys night is actually pretty uneventful. All I know about the boys night is that there was apparently no drama. Everyone was getting along just fine, but they were getting along so fine that our apprentice super spreader, sweet child, Al. He was bored, so he decided to get the party started by jumping into a nearby swamp. <laughs> a swamp! God, I cannot even with him. Who does he think he is? Shrek? Now let's talk about the girls' night. The girls' night kicks off with drama from the get-go, with Olivia and Carolina going for Dom, and it ends in a glass getting broken. Now, I know that there have been rumors flying around that Dom glassed someone. It was definitely not a glassing. I can assure you guys that much. She smashed a glass in anger or a glass was broken. It was definitely not smashed at anyone. It was smashed on the table. My sources who were there tell me that the glassing incident wasn't as big a deal as they've made it out to me. Now, look, a little bit of a fun fact. I am actually a victim of glassing. I've been glassed in the face before and I've got the scars to prove it. So I don't know. I feel like that is a really big call, a big accusation to make about Dom that she glassed someone when she didn't. So that is why we haven't addressed it until now. Now, this is what I know about the glass incident. Dom and Olivia and Carolina, they have a heated argument. Olivia and Carolina have a go at Dom because apparently she's always calling people out and in everyone's business, something like that. They go big, they scream, they yell, they carry on. They let it all out. Apparently this has been festering for some time between these three. Dom obviously defends herself and she basically yells back and she's like, tells them all off. What I am told is that 
These three were fighting over things that people had said. It was stuff like, I don't like the way you talk to me. I don't like the things that you've said about me. Dom says to one of them, I hear that you don't like me, so why don't you just say it to my face? It was that kind of stuff where it was things that had been bubbling underneath the surface for quite a long time. And they basically confront each other at the retreat about it being like, we'll say it to my face, bitch. Now things then get so heated between these three in this yelling match and Dom is so angry that the glass gets smashed. Apparently Olivia is going around and telling people that she was glassed by Dom or Dom attempted to glass her just to make Dom look bad. Now look, I feel like Dom is a pretty good judge of character. I feel like she's carrying the show. I think that Olivia is just way too big for her boots. She thinks that she's the freaking Oprah Winfrey of the experiment, dishing out all of this advice to all the other couples. And the advice literally sounds like she got it off the back of a typo magnet. Let's be honest. So I don't blame Dom for getting angry. I don't blame Dom for smashing a glass because if I had someone like Olivia in my face with that, you know, goody two shoes, teacher's pet vibes, I would probably get seriously annoyed as well and I will not be held responsible for my actions now apparently the feud with Dom and Olivia especially is ongoing throughout the rest of the experiment and they have a number of screaming and yelling matches after the retreat so I think we've all seen the promo where Dom can be heard yelling I don't like you and I don't like you that is at a dinner party following the retreat and it's directed at Olivia and Tamara one source says that things get pretty gnarly after the retreat so I think the retreat is where things kind to start to unravel for the cast. One contestant says that Olivia and Dom are like the Sam and Bryce of the season. Like Sam, everything he said about Bryce was true, but the delivery could have been better. That's the same with Dom. Everything she says about Olivia is true, but the way she confronted her could have been better. They then added, Olivia is just playing nasty. Now, during this glassing incident or glass breaking incident, I should say, Ella stood up for Dom and apparently Ella always stuck by for Dom during all of her arguments. A source says that this is where the clear divide between the brides begins. And after this, there was no turning back. There was two very distinct groups. I personally cannot wait for this. The more drama, the better. And let's be honest, we were robbed last year when we didn't get to see Jake and Bryce go at it. So I feel like the producers owe us a little bit of drama. They could just turn it up a notch and not leave it on the cutting room floor this season. Thank you in advance, producers. Kind regards. Now let's get to all of the couples. So Brent and Tamar. Apparently they fight at the retreat like never before. They have a number of massive blowups and yelling matches and it gets so bad that they end up sleeping in different rooms. Jack and Dom also have a massive argument at the retreat. Celine and Cody are on the rocks at the retreat, but they eventually make up. God, the retreat is not sounding like a good time for any of the contestants. Jesus. However, Ella and Mitch are apparently on good terms at the retreat. Al and Sam. Al takes a leaf out of Dion's book, quite literally, and he writes Sam a poem, but it apparently doesn't go down very well. Another couple who is fighting at the retreat a lot is Dion and Carolina. No surprises there. Apparently, they begin feuding over going for a run. Yes, really. So we have gone from arguing about not going to the gym to arguing about going for a run. Carolina wanted to go for a run to have a talk with Dion an hour before the dinner party after he'd already showered and gotten dressed in his $5,000 Gucci jacket. So he said to her, first of all, how can we run and talk? And then secondly, 
I'm all dressed up, dressed to the nines. I don't want to sweat. I've just gotten ready. So he offered to do activities with her instead. He was like, why don't we play a game of cards and talk? Why don't we play some table tennis? I just don't want to have to shower again. And apparently she was not very happy about that. Now, as we know, Dion and Carolina, their relationship comes to a head. And of course, the infamous mass walkout is linked to their relationship. So let me talk about that. I have already given a lot of details about the walkout in episode 152. So if you want the full rundown about the walkout, go back and listen to that. So the commitment ceremony straight after the retreat is when the mass walkout happens. So the entire cast gets up and walks out of the commitment ceremony. Now to rehash this quickly, the contestants had no idea about Carolina and Daniel's cheating scandal. They found out at this commitment ceremony, which is the one after the retreat. Now I've got some new details on this whole walkout saga. So let me explain what happens. Carolina doesn't rock up to the commitment ceremony with Dion. He's left there on his own, but then halfway through, her and Daniel rock up to the commitment ceremony, uninvited, might I add, together. The other contestants had no idea that they were even together. They had no idea they were coming. They all found out at this commitment ceremony that there was something going on. Then Carolina wants to re-enter with Daniel. Well, she asked to re-enter and continue the experiment with him. Everyone, including the experts, say, fuck no. (laughs) One source tells me that there wasn't like a vote from the cast as such. They just kind of walked out in disgust of them and in support of Dion, who is extremely upset over what's going on. However, the experts do not grant them their wish. They do not let them recouple. So then they left the show together and pursued things on the outside. One contestant says it was pretty hectic and full on. The contestants were like animals in a zoo screaming at them. The experts were left gobsmacked. That's why no one likes Carolina. She was very disliked on the show because she cheated on Dion and he was so well liked. Carolina did have a tough time on the show, but she deserved it for what she did. Now, another contestant describes this walkout slash re-entering saga as the most dramatic scene to ever unfold on Married at First Sight. They said, what happens is massive. It gets very heated. It was seriously full-on confrontational drama filled episode. I've never seen anything like it. It was next level. Grab the popcorn guys and bring it on. I cannot wait. Now, following all of this drama that went down, which was apparently so hectic, a friend of Carolina's told So Dramatic that she has not been coping very well since filming Wrapped. They said she was having a hard time on the show and she left pretty quickly. She has not been feeling good. She's been hibernating and she's really, really anxious. I mean... I would be anxious too if I talked about the gym that much and if my taste in men was Daniel. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. That's all the Married at First Sight tea I've got for you drama queens today before you go. If you haven't already, make sure you go and listen to my Aftermaths chat with Sam Carraro and Ella Ding, which dropped on Thursday. It is honestly the most explosive Aftermaths episode that we've had. And don't forget, we've also got our brand new show, So Dramatic Daily, dropping hot tea every day at 5 p.m. Make sure you go and subscribe to that. And of course, we have our tea spilling website, sodramaticonline.com. Guys, in between episodes and tea spilling, make sure you're following us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Patreon. There is a link in the show notes for all of our accounts. And if you've got any tips or receipts, please slide into our DMs or email tips at sodramaticmedia.com. I also have a special Below Deck episode dropping on Wednesday. I interviewed Gary and Daisy from Below Deck Sailing Yacht. 
That will be dropping on Wednesday morning. Super fun chat. If you're a Below Deck fan, make sure you listen to that. And I will see you guys on Thursday for our next Aftermaths chat. Goodbye, good riddance, and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.